Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Good afternoon, everybody. It is the Steve Jones Show on the first football Friday of the season. Man, that is good to say once again. And we have a lot to get to today. Steve will soon be there in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummels Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. We all know SMC stands for Sunbury Motor Company, selling more cars and satisfying more customers. With that comes the need for many great behind-the-scenes employees. While they have many awesome technicians ready to serve you, they need more due to the busy business that a 107-year-old dealership has earned. They are looking for entry-level and experienced technicians to work in their quick-lane car light truck service heavy truck service, body frame and alignment, and towing departments. Whether you are an experienced technician, an entry-level technician looking for your first job, or someone looking for a career change, they would love to hear from you. Stop by in person, apply online at sunburymotors.com, or call Todd at 286-7746. And, of course, every Friday show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket and with reagan street now fully open again in sunbury there's no excuse not to get the brewers outlet now imports domestics micro brews best selection of beer anywhere water wine coolers soft drinks snacks they roast those peanuts fresh and hot every day and the pickle bar led by the barrels and the dills indeed second to none And it's still going to be a hot one this weekend as we begin the football season. Week zero of college football, of course, opening weekend of high school football in the area. Going to be a hot one. You might want to hit up the six great flavors of slushies. But either way, it's time to stock up for the weekend. Plus, Little League World Series wrapping up this weekend. You got the doubleheader of the U.S. and World Championship games tomorrow. The main championship game on Sunday. And then whatever you have left over for the weekend... You say for Thursday night, on a thirsty Thursday, and it's Penn State-Purdue to open up the season. Then it all just cycles through. The Brewers Outlet has you covered. Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Today on the show, Ruben Frank from NBC Sports Philly at 335. He's been down in Miami for the Eagles-Dolphins joint practice, and then the Eagles were by themselves yesterday in Miami because of the stomach flu going on around the Dolphins. By now, the game is on for tomorrow night, but we'll get the latest from Rube on that and the rest of the Eagles' preseason with the big roster cuts looming next week where teams have to go from 80 to 53. So lots to get in with Rube at 335 today as he joins us from Miami. 
And then we have Neil Wardell from the Altoona Mirror at 4.06. We'll talk Holidaysburgs, Little League World Series run that unfortunately came to an end against Texas. We then lost to Tennessee last night. So we'll talk to Neil about that, plus his thoughts on Penn State football as we're now less than a week away from the season opener at Purdue. And then the King joins us at 4.35. And our first set of picks for the season. We'll pick all eight college football games happening this week. Including Florida Atlantic and UNC. It looked like the game may not be played because there's some eligibility issues with Florida Atlantic, including a couple of, or excuse me, Florida A&M and a couple of starters. They were on hold boarding the plane to UNC, but they are going to travel to play UNC tomorrow. They'll be without 20 players and will only have seven offensive linemen available, all because of eligibility issues. <laughs> uh, as if that's what wasn't going to matter anyway, in my opinion, but hey. But either way, we'll pick that with this with the King and more. Yukon, Utah State, Wyoming, Illinois, Duquesne, Florida State, Charlotte and Florida Atlantic, a Florida A&M and UNC, North Texas, UTEP, Nevada, New Mexico State, Vandy, and Hawaii are the eight games on the college football docket to begin week zero. Then you had this happen in the joint practices yesterday between the Bengals and the Rams, of course, just saw each other in Super Bowl 56, where you saw Aaron Donald pull a mace, pull a Miles Garrett. Did you see that one yesterday? I heard about it. Oh, well. Uh, yeah, I heard about it. I saw a picture of it. But it's suspendable. I agree. How long? I don't know. But again, I did not watch it. So it's not like I'm going to sit here and tell you I watched it and came up with some full evaluation of it. I didn't. I don't know. I've got a life. Um, so it's. <laughs> you hate that, don't you? So, so today, I get an email, and the email says I have a notification on Facebook. <laughs> Goody for me. <laughs> I'm like, all right, what does this mean? And it's a picture. Yeah. Now, on the first day of school. My daughter sent out an email, Lauren holding up a sign saying she's in ninth grade and what the date is. Colin's in sixth grade and the date. Ben's going to first grade and the date. Adorable. At least for me, I'm the grandfather. So for me, it's a slice of gold. But it's my, my slice of gold. Okay. 
I then see a picture of this person holding up a sign. Like it's the first day of school, 25 years. Of... Only the suit could take a moment like that and turn adorable into Halloween. S-U-I-T, that spells suit I just... Was I, I supposed to? Was I supposed to have done that last year for Penn State basketball in my fortieth year? You should have. That would have been epic. No, no, I don't do. <laughs> I don't do silly stuff. Look at me, stuff like that. Come on. Although when I did the CBS thing this week, they were saying how cool it was. I've done it for football for thirty-one years, so that was very nice of them to say that. I didn't know they knew that. So, but really, <laughs> and I, I, I'm sure he's in the building. He is. He's been pacing back and forth all day, making sure all the equipment works for not only the radio broadcast, but also the video broadcast. He should come on for at least a moment and explain how long it took to make that sign. <laughs> Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. I'll see what I can do. But if we could get him yesterday to do the... No, no. He'll show up now. He's the subject of conversation. <laughs> F-O-U-L-E-D. That spells foul. <laughs> well, I know how much he, you know, he is so fortunate that... And in all seriousness, Coach Hort did such a great job with him for years. And then when you lose, you know, a valuable guy like Coach Hort and you can replace him with somebody like Dave Ritchie, you got quite you got quite an operation. That's pretty good, isn't it? That's really good. That's really cool. So that's great. But if he could come on and explain to all of us how long it took to make that sign and what the inspiration behind it happened to be. And let Suit Light put up a sign about where he was working that day. I have no idea. I I love high school football Friday nights. I love them. And I've talked about this many times, so what I'm about to say is not going to be new, but it's just a renewal. There's nothing like a Pennsylvania football high school Friday night. The parents and friends of the players are there. The parents and friends of the band are there. The parents and friends of the cheerleaders are there. The parents and the friends of the color guard are there. People who go to school are there. People who love high school football and grew up with it because they love supporting their town are there. There's nothing like 
the smells on a Friday night, hot dogs, burgers, fries, halushki, whatever it may be. There's nothing like the sights of it, the sound of the band, the sound of the cheerleaders between plays, the sound on the field. There's nothing like it. You know, it's going to be a little warm tonight. It might be a little warm next week, but then eventually we transition into mid to late September. Now it's like maybe like the upper 50s, low 60s. A little snap in the air, might need a jacket. Oh, love those nights. To go over and catch a high school football game. And our coverage is outstanding. Sealens Grows at Belfont tonight. You know, we got Lewis, Lewisburg, of course. Big one to start with. Shikolumi's got what, Central Columbia tonight? Correct. Yeah, so all that. And we'll have all this and more for you on Eagle 107. 100.9 The Valley, WKOK. It's great. There's just nothing like a Friday night in Pennsylvania. I didn't have this in Connecticut growing up. We played on Saturdays. Always. One time we played on a Friday night. And we were under the lights like going, wow, this is cool. Right? But we didn't have that in Connecticut. When I moved to Pennsylvania and, you know, started in college and then continued into my professional work, Friday night high school football was a wow. Loved it. Still love it. I know there have been changes over time as to how this stuff, you know, how it works, how it operates. I know, I know there have been changes. I got that. But you know what? It is special. I'll get into a place. I'll just literally, I'll go to a corner. Just kind of find a spot by myself. And take it take it in. Really cool. And our crews do a great job of bringing that atmosphere, that action into your cars, your homes, your computers, combined now with our the video crews we have do marvelous work. Marvelous work. I remember watching Shikolami Sealens Grove last year, watching it. And man, it was just a great production. So I hope you enjoy another season as we get more of a... I mean, I know right now what transmission levels are medium in all the counties in, in the Valley, right? Does that sound right? Correct. So not bad. It's fine. It, look, there's a sense of normalcy across the board now. That's what it means. There's a sense of normalcy. Go out, have a good time, enjoy it. Enjoy. And make sure that our guys are part of your broadcast. Part of your game experience. They'll make it better for you. Bring your radios to the game. Listen to them. 
but the Facebook post. <laughs> no, senor! No, senor! No, senor! After smiling and seeing my grandkids in pictures like that, I was like, that's really neat. And then I saw that. It really took away from the other moments. We'll come back with more in a moment. Great to have you with us today. Neil Riddell coming up today on the show today. Reuben Frank, the king here on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by our good friends at Brewers Outlet. Mm-hmm. When car repairs get difficult. Well, I. I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. More than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections. Quick Lane, 630 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 630 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the... Mm. Out of auto repair. Everybody needs a safe space. Garrett Cole as the Oakland A's. He pitches tonight. All right. All right. $36 million should be able to beat the A's. That's more than the entire A's payroll. All right. So tonight, the Suits alma mater, where he is the kingpin of bowling. <laughs> That's right. Which is apropos, he's been spending his entire life trying to pick up a spare. All right, we'll come back. Ruben Frank, next half hour, here on News Radio 1070, WKOK. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. here on the Steve Jones I'm show. I'm wondering if uh, Vince Scully <laughs> oh, 
ever put out a picture saying 60. All right. Um, no. Didn't. That also would have been epic. Yeah, no, no. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's what you do with your grandkids. All right. So, okay. Ruben Frank, the great man himself. Rube, how are you? Great to have you back. Always, always good to be with you. What's going on? Hey, you know what? We're getting all revved up because high school football season's here. I got my Penn State game next Thursday night at Purdue. And the Eagles are gearing up. They got one more preseason game. So what do you think, you know, in your opinion, what, what really do you like that you feel like has been accomplished during this camp and the preseason games, Rube? Well, I don't know about the preseason games, but, <laughs> but it's been, you know, it's been a pretty good camp, and we've seen, uh, I mean, look, the main thing people want to know is how does Jalen Hurts look, and he's had a good camp, he's had an yeah. encouraging camp, uh, he, he's doing a lot of things, I think all the things he had to work on, he's gotten better at, seeing the whole field, uh, delivering the ball quicker and more accurately, uh, using all his receivers, and and um, just kind of going through his progression quicker and not, uh, you know, you don't see that static just standing there looking and then taking off running. He just, and look, he's a he's a young quarterback in a new offense, and now he's got a second year in the same offense for the first time since high school, and it shows. Uh, he's come a long way, and, you know, we'll see how it translates into his play once the season starts, but I would think you'll see a more efficient, more accurate, uh, more productive quarterback. There's no doubt that they did a great job as a management team and a coaching staff of surrounding him with more quality options out there. Now, he hasn't always had them every day. Guys get banged up here and there. But what have you felt about the additions and what they can mean to the ability of, let's pay tribute to Len Dawson here and matriculate the ball down the field? Yeah, well, there's there's two guys. There's, there's A.J. Brown, who's an elite receiver and has had a yep. heck of a He's been so impressive, physical, tough, um, knows all the tricks, uh, really uh, aggressive, attacks the ball, uh, catches everything. And he's got a great uh, rapport with, with Jalen. And then, um, you know, Pascal they got from the Colts, who probably be the fourth receiver. He's, he's had a great camp, too. I'm not sure how big a role he'll have. But, you know, you get a couple of O-linemen back who were hurt last year and that kind of thing. So, um, I mean, most of this team's changes were on defense. So A.J. Brown's yeah. certainly a big one. Uh, and I think that's going to – just have a huge impact on the offense because now Devontae Smith isn't going to be doubled all the time like he was last year. And you, they basically had, until Quez Watkins emerged, they really just had one receiver who was a viable option and a, and a great tight end. And that's makes it really tough for a quarterback because defenses know they don't have to cover the, the second receiver. Jalen Rager had a terrible year. Uh, they don't have to, to cover you know, the the second tight end, Jack Stahl, once Zach Ertz was traded. So a lot more options now, a lot more uh, a lot more threats offensively, and it should be a much more balanced offense. Now, obviously, this will be a better question once the season gets going, but a guy like Brown, you see him play for Tennessee, you have an appreciation for him. Now that you've seen him in person a little bit and watched how he operates where it's your own eyes looking at him, how much more impressed are you by him? 
Yeah, I guess I didn't watch enough Titans games over the last few years, uh, but he's just so physical, and he, you know, he's. You know, this team hasn't had a lot of good receivers, and the ones they've had are have been like speedy, you know, like Jeremy Macklin, Deshaun Jackson type guys, mm-hmm. very quick, slim, uh, you know, kind of run a four. Four three, but not not a big tough physical guy. Uh, AJ Brown is different, and and he's different than uh, you know. You try to come up with a with a comparison. Irving Fryer is the best I could do. He 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 reminds me of Fryer in his ability to use his his strength and his power and his his toughness as a as a weapon. Uh, he attacks cornerbacks. He doesn't let them attack him, and uh, he's just so strong and and is able to just muscle his way to the football. Uh, really different kind of receiver than we've seen around here in, in a long time. You talked about most of the personnel changes being on defense. So let's get to that side of the ball here. Um, with the changes that, with the personnel changes that made, has that been, okay, I'm going to fit you into what I do, or are the coaches adapted because they feel they have better personnel and they can play a different way? Yeah, Jonathan Gannon is is like the last guy on earth who's gonna try to shoehorn players into his scheme. And his, you know, he jokes about how I don't have a scheme. My scheme depends on who I have and who we're facing and the down and distance. Beautiful. They're gonna play three four. They're gonna play four three. They're gonna play everything under the sun to get the most out of the weapons that he that he has. And you know, you have Jordan Davis now. You have Nicobe Dean. You have uh, Hassan Reddick. You have James Bradbury. I mean, they've really added some talent. Kazir White, who's had a really nice camp as a as a linebacker. They've added a lot of pieces, and they're going to be really multiple. He, he likes versatile guys who are intelligent, so they can kind of go back and forth from one front to another without you know blinking and and he's got that so uh, it's going to come down to you know can they can they come together it's a lot of new pieces in in a in a defense you know, new couple new linebackers a couple a new safety a new corner couple new pieces up front, uh, a new scheme, because they, they weren't really a 3-4 team, and they're going to be both. They're going to play some odd and some even front. They could change within the series what they're, what they're doing. So it's going to be fun to watch. They're going to be really varied and multiple, and you know, just hope that these guys are in the right place, because they, they certainly have a lot more talent than they had last year. So now I'm going to ask you the same question I asked about Brian, except on the defensive side. Now that you've seen a couple of these new guys in person, who gives you a greater appreciation now than maybe you had before? I would say I, I mean, James Bradbury is a guy who I knew he was a good cornerback yeah. you know, with the Giants, but I, I had no idea just how, how solid he is. And when you have him and Darius Slay, I mean, you got two you know, two guys that have been to a Pro Bowl in the last year or two, and Bradbury uh, is fully capable of being a CB1. He'll be CB2, but um, he's fun to watch. He's just a, a you know, it, it's funny. They're like opposite personalities. Slay is funny and doesn't shut up. And, like, he's the kind of guy that's going to be an hour after practice ends. He's going to be looking for reporters to talk to just because, you know, he's just, that's the way he is. James Bradbury is just quiet, doesn't say a word to anyone, uh, goes out and does his job kind of guy. Uh, but he's really surprised me with how steady he is, how solid he is, how smart he is. 
uh, and he's a physical player too. And, and uh, it's been really good work between these corners and the receivers because they, they didn't have that last year. They haven't had that in a while. I don't know the last time they had good receivers and good, good corners. So it's been fun watching the one-on-ones, and it's a high level, and they're giving Jalen uh, really good looks defensively, and nothing comes easy to the offense, and that's what you want. Uh, that's how you get better. I know the last time we talked, you talked about Jordan Davis. And, you know, sometimes in the camp a guy gets off to a great start, he'll plateau. Sometimes they just keep going. So what have you seen from Davis? Has he kept going? Yeah, he's he's been really fun to watch. Uh, it's You just marvel at his athleticism at that size. And, uh, and he lost 20 pounds, and he's really taken his conditioning things seriously. And he knows... Uh, he knows he's not going to play if he's not in shape, and you know, he knows what the what the tag was at Georgia that he he wasn't going to help you in the fourth quarter. That you know he was maybe good for twenty snaps, twenty five snaps, and he's really worked hard to to get past that. So, um, I think he's probably plateaued a little bit. I think everybody does at the end of you know the last week of training camp. They've been going, yep. you know, going every day for for a month. Um, so the next week they'll kind of ramp it down a little bit. Um, but I expect him to have a big role on this team. And you watch him, especially in the one-on-ones against the Browns last week, he's going up against guys who've never seen him. And, and you know, it's kind of funny to just – how do you prepare for a guy who's who's 6'5", 340, and, and has that kind of power and speed? You know, because there was this one kid – um, I, Brown's guard Frodome number seventy-two. I, I I don't can't get his name. I don't know his name, but but he like he bull rushed in the first rep and just like he looked like the kid was on skates. He just pushed him you know ten yards down the field, and then the next rep he had against him, he faked a bull rush and just spin move on him, and he, like, the kid didn't know it hit him. So uh, it's been fun watching him. I, I don't think he'll have a huge role just because they have Hargrave and Fletcher Cox and Milton Williams, but I expect him to, to be a factor and, and get significant snaps this year. Yeah, and you and I know that's one of the reasons you call it the dog days of August because you get into this time, it's been rep after rep, and it's hot. You know, and, it's, and, and the guys, if you can fight through it, that's great. Uh, that's great. Uh, the the practices against the opposing team, like with the Browns last week, I think a lot of coaches tell you that's where the real value is for them. Uh, other than that, when they're not doing that, under the new rules, give us a perspective about the hitting now in practice versus the hitting 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, and I think the big change was in in 2002 when uh, you know Corey Stringer died in, in 2001 uh, out of Vikings practice in Mankato State, and that's when the league outlawed two days. And uh, you know, and so your afternoon practice is now either a walkthrough um, or special teams practice uh, at a walkthrough pace. So, um, but you know that first practice, and, and they have days off. They have, I mean, Sirianni gives them every third day is a walkthrough. I mean, they did their research showed that most soft tissue inju- injuries happen the third day in a row of practice. So they got rid of it, mm-hmm. and now they have a walkthrough that third day. Uh, so um, when they do work, it, it is physical, and you know people have yeah. this this image of this country club atmosphere because the practices are a little shorter, but they're intense. Um, they're you know they. they go an hour and a half to two hours and and they don't tackle to the ground but they hit 
they're physical, um, and they do everything they can to get ready for the season while staying healthy. And it, it's a balance. You got to balance those two things, and it's not easy. And uh, you know, they're they're always trying to find new ways to do it, but. Um, there's just a lot less of it than there was before, but there's also a lot fewer injuries than there were back in the old days. Right. You know, when rosters were 120 guys and, you know, the ambulance was sitting there waiting at the, on the sideline for the next guy to take to the hospital. So um, I think they found a pretty good balance between those two, and they're, they're good, high-tempo practices. There's not a lot of standing around, not a lot of wasted time. And then get them inside and get them off their feet and get them hydrated and, and start watching film. Second year for Nick Sirianni as a head coach. Do you already see some subtle changes in approach from him because it is the second time and he has that experience under his belt? You know, honestly, I really don't. Uh, he he kind of came in with an idea of how he wanted to operate, and he's just stuck to it. Um, you know, the he, he really won the players over early, quickly, uh, by, um, you know, really emphasizing. I mean, he's an ultimate players coach because, I mean, he just he wants to get to know every guy, um, you know, and he, he wants every player on offense to get to know every player on defense. He just wants that bond. You know, his thing is if if you are friends with the guy, you're you know, with your teammates, you're going to go a little bit harder for them. And he wants to know every player's, you know, their their how they grew up. You know, wants to know about their their family, and that's just the way he is. And and players really respond to it, and they they appreciate it, and it's genuine, and it has to be, or you know, it doesn't work. I just see the same guy. Uh, I see the same guy with with a better team, uh, honestly, and and I think that's good. I. I I don't think you want to keep changing things. Uh, you know, you are who you are. If you're confident in that, then just go with it. Before Now, look, it's obviously the proof will be in the pudding starting in week one. Have you walked out of there feeling more optimistic about what the Eagles have? Or is your expectation still pretty much the same? They're confirming some of the things you thought. Yeah, I, uh, that's a good question. I, I, I think I... I thought they were about an 11-win team before training camp started, and I'm still right about there. Nothing happened to make me think um, they won't be, uh, and uh, I think 12 is possible. I think 12 wins is possible. And wow. No, I think I, they, they kind of are what I thought they would be um, when when they made all those moves in the spring and brought in all that talent, uh, young talent, you know, guys who were in their prime or just getting to their prime. So, um, I, I think I think everything I've seen has kind of reinforced what I believe. They're they're a pretty good team on the on the upswing, and you know the big thing for them is they got to get back past the Cowboys because they they just haven't been able to do that. And Cowboys have been a stumbling block for them uh, for a better part of a decade. They haven't swept the Cowboys since 2011, and you know they they've lost I think seven of the last ten at home. Uh, and I know the Cowboys have had a lot of big losses, and they just lost their they're all pro tackle, but they just have been a you know, one of those one of those roadblocks for the Eagles. And if they can get past that, you know they have a chance to do some serious damage. Always level-headed perspective. Appreciate you so much, Rube. Thanks so much for your time. You got it. Any time. You bet. Rube and Frank joining us on the show today. Is the suit still pacing? He did just come in here about a second ago to check on something, so I'll just say yes. 
Tell them to stop by in the studio. I will. Because I want to know what grown man does that. We'll come back with more in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. Party time, game time, or just fun time. Doesn't matter what time it is, because it's Brewers Outlet time. The Beverage Supermarket has the area's largest beer selection. Imports, microbrews, ciders, and domestics. Pick from over 100 ice-cold 12-packs and dozens of 24-ounce singles. Soda, snacks, hot sauces, fresh roasted peanuts. Make it one-stop party shopping, and don't forget the pickle bar. So whatever you're celebrating or just doing it up, Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, Sunbury, wants to see you. And thank you for your years of Patronage. S-U-I-T. That spells Suta. All right, tell me he's there. Oh, no, not yet. Not yet. I'm going to try to work on it during the our 4 o'clock when we get to the top of the hour here. Sad. All right. Now, when Luke gets to kindergarten, I expect to see a sign like that. Oh, yeah, definitely. When Mark gets to kindergarten and Luke is in what? Second grade? That makes sense? Yes. I expect to see signs like that. Absolutely. There's nothing like adorable children. And you see the picture, go, wow, that's really now when time flies. This is 180 of an adorable child. All right, so. Uh, <laughs> Always. <sighs> They're playing Oakland, Luke. No. Okay. It's way past his bedtime get, anyway. When, when, you, when you're playing Oakland, the home runs count statistically, but not emotionally. All right. Uh but it gives Garrett a chance, a, a chance to be in his happy place against a team that can't play. Well, see, I've got, I'm looking on Facebook. I don't get to look that often. Ross Muir's kids. Who are these people here? That's Tina Nicholson's, right? Ashley Abel's kids. I'm going through here, one after another. And then there's this. Like, what is going on? It really does feel like the ultimate look at me moment, doesn't it? <laughs> 25 years, quite an accomplishment. So congratulations to Kev. 25 years. Now, the Chief hasn't been with them all 25 on football, but they are the best team in the state. Oh, and by the way, I could say the same thing about Greg Wetzel and the gang over covering Lewisburg, and I could say the same thing about our great crew on Sealands Grove. Best in the state, all three of them. How fortunate the people are in the Valley to have quality announcers like that. That's great. I think that is so cool. Now, I guess this is considered week zero. 
No, this is actually week one for high school football. College football is still on the week zero you know, thing. Somebody told me today this is considered week zero for high school because not everybody opens this weekend. I don't know. I don't think it matters, but to me it's week one you're playing. Yeah, not really. Everybody hates week zero anyway. So, And, and your game is... What South Williamsport at Milton? Milton opened up their new uh, their new stadium tonight. Well, that must be exciting to see that they put a lot into that. Yeah, and I got a sneak peek of it two weeks ago when I shot my first episode of the Sports Beat, and it looks fantastic. So I'm looking forward to getting back up there and calling some football tonight. Should be a really good crowd too. That's great. They're really excited up there, as they should be. Should be a lot of fun. You didn't, like, hold up a sign saying how many years you've been doing it, have you? No. I'm not quite there yet. I'm not quite at 25 yet. Why why the feeling of professionalism? It's just how I roll. Today's show, oh, look, Fred Gunn Jr., Freddie's first day of fourth grade. Time is going by too quickly. Yes, it is, Fred. And then I go back here. This not so fourth grader is holding up a sign. You're